All right, welcome back to DC Cinematic Minute, the daily podcast which we analyze Man of Steel one minute at a time, individually, mind you. So that's pretty good. My name's Nathan. You can find me on all social media at NoClutchNate, as well as my Instagram page, Clutch Figures. And I'm Mark. You can find me on all social media at Mark Meadows. And I am Crystal Beth, and you can find me on all social media at the Crystal Beth and my podcasts on iTunes, Unlimited Lives Radio, and The Fifth Element. All right. So today on Man of Steel, we are talking about minute number 72. And the minute's going to start out with uh, Cal L explaining why he allowed himself to be handcuffed. And the minute ends with Cal trying to calm down all of Northcom's suspicions. So it seems like a very heated moment for good old soups here. Yeah. Um, the minute, the way it starts out, um, it kind of, it, it starts with Lois asking what the S stands for. And, you know, he tells him it's not an S. Um, on my world, it's a symbol of hope. Birthright. And is that where it comes from? <laughs> Birthright. Yeah. I was about to ask you that. Um, yeah, the S is, um, you know, what the S stands for. That is almost like one of the basis of this of this film's uh, design and its culture and the mythology that they wanted to create for uh, this universe. Um, the S is the basis of all design for Kryptonian culture uh, here. And, you know, it's something that when they wanted to create the world of Krypton, they said, well, I mean, he's got an S, you know, <laughs> he's got the letter S. So, like, you know, why does he have that? Like, where does it? Like, and then they go, well, you know, it's a symbol of hope. It doesn't, it's not an actual S. It's just, it kind of looks like an S. And so taking that and the way that it's not an angular shape, it's very curved. That's what's, you know, brought about all the organic and curved design of everything else in this universe. Um, that's mm, just Kryptonian. Maybe some alien stuff we'll see in the future. We don't know if that also plays a part. Um, yeah, the S is one of the most important parts of creating this film. It's almost one of the, the backbones of this whole universe. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a very important uh, thing to explain. It's, it's something that, that needs to be explained for the audience so that they understand that this S does not stand for Superman. It's, you know... It stands a, for a, hope. A, um, <laughs> so, and if- uh, did it... Go ahead. <laughs> oh, okay. I was like, oh, I don't know who was going to go. Um, the thing with, I like how they, exposition is sometimes a very hard thing for movies to do. And I really like how they do this scene. I am a little interested though in, he's not a condescending man, but he is very close to being kind of condescending, talking about this thing he just learned about very yeah. recently. He doesn't know anything about it. All he knows is the one tiny blurp that his dad told him. Just tiniest, tiniest <laughs> little bit of information. It's not like he read a book about it. It's not like he learned a lot about his culture in this this canon of, you know, Superman. But he's very like, I'm, in my world, it means hope. And I want to be like, what do you know? Yeah. Like, what <laughs> do you know? Not even in a sassy way, but like, you're being kind of a jerk by being like, oh, what a silly woman, or not woman, what a silly person not knowing that this stands for hope when you just found out yourself. He would have been true. like, oh, it's an S right then. But 
Oh, that's a yeah. personal problem I have with this. <laughs> <laughs> I did think it was kind of weird. It was, um, it's like going back to my idea of like this being one of the earlier things that they must have shot. Um, this is the most confident that we have ever seen this character. And it's mm-hmm. probably the most confident we will ever see this character uh, between this film and the next film. Um, he He's... He's smiling. He's smirking. He's, he's like, oh, that's so silly. You think it's an S, like, and then like when he starts talking to Emil Hamilton, and then you know throughout the rest of this week, he gives off a very veteran Superman vibe. But he's only worn this suit one other time. Yeah, and that was to fly around the world. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it does seem like it's something it's... that they that they started filming first. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. also one of those things where he hasn't, he is a pretty confident man in his skills. Like, he knows that if he is faced with something, he'll be able to save someone based on the little bit of montages we saw throughout the movie. Or not even montages, the scenes we see through the movie. You see how he knows he's able to help people. And at this point in the movie, he's not faced anything that he couldn't control. And now he has a suit that... It's one of those things where if you're comfortable in what you wear, you know, it changes your entire attitude. He's had these powers forever, and now he has a suit that his dad made for him that is, like, showing him how special he is in this world and hasn't learned yet that there are people that are maybe not stronger but trained more that can hurt him. So the confidence he has now definitely goes away a little bit later because of the fact that he faces stronger characters. But right now he is, this is his prime. He is like, I get to come out and show people who I am. And yeah, I am confident in who I am. This is what I am. Cool. And then at the end, towards the end of the movie, or even just at the end of this week, he sees people that are much stronger than him and he gets nervous again. And that's when he starts, you know, kind of getting back to that less confident, less, sassy superman yeah it's like when that kid in class like gets pulled out of class because he's got to go to like you know the gifted classes it's like oh you got to go take a test like oh did you ever have those kids so the kid thinks like oh wow i am really special i'm really smart then he gets into the classroom with all the other you know gifted kids kids, and then he's just like oh ooh, ooh. oh i'm normal here (laughs) yeah yeah it's like ooh, all right well my gold star went out the window so maybe like he thought like this was the end game maybe like when he like at the start of yesterday's minute maybe he was like i've done it i'm superman (laughs) and then it's like "Uh uh-uh you've got a lot more to learn like this is just the beginning and he's like oh i guess there's a lot more problems than i thought i thought as soon as i put the i thought like i found myself i thought once i had the suit on i thought like okay this is it i'm superman and it's like Nah, you ain't nothing yet. It's nah, like, you're just so a maybe kid. that's what it is. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. true. It's true. It's you do definitely get that very confident feeling from him in, in this minute, especially. And again, like, like what Crystal said, like, how do you know? Like, what do you know? Who you trying to tell me? Like, get out. <laughs> yeah, it's it's, it's also silly. yeah, and it's one of those things where at say even if you take. I don't know, if you take podcasting, for example, or anything that you grow at, if you start <laughs> doing it, you, you're like, wow, I'm good at this. This is great. But the more you learn about it, the more you're like, oh, I don't know anything. 
Like, for instance, yeah, when I started doing stand-up, yeah, I was like, oh, look, I'm funny. I'm a really funny person. I'm making people laugh on stage. But I realized that it was like a personality thing and not that my jokes were funny. And the more I started doing it, the more I realized that I, how much I have to grow and how much better I have to do and how much smarter my jokes need to be. And it makes you your confidence plummet. But as you get better, you start to build it up again. And I think that's what happens here. He goes in like, yo, what up? And then <laughs> stuff starts happening and it's like lower, lower. And then over the four hours of this movie, it starts to pick back up again so that he feels confident at the end again. So you get that awesome growth wave it's like uh me with my love and addiction for hot sauces <laughs> where i'm like i'm like i love hot sauce and i'm always like yo i love this stuff and i buy this and then i buy another thing but it's like hotter this time and then and then you know i take a trip to new orleans and i eat something that i thought was gonna be really mild and then i completely die for two hours and and my confidence goes down and i'm like well maybe i can't handle hot stuff but then it's like then i just keep working at it and then i get better at it and i love hot sauce is the, the moral of the story it's the new name of our podcast hot sauce and superman hey i'm mark oh. welcome back to i love hot sauce <laughs> i would listen to that <laughs> It's just people listen to a guy die for twenty minutes. <laughs> you just have like the like taking bites. It's not even like you're talking about anything. It's just, you're gonna listen to me eat this Carolina Reaper. <laughs> it's like, it's like, ooh, ooh, it's just, ooh, where's the milk? Can we can we get milk over here? <laughs> and it's just a guy by himself, so he's just talking into a microphone. Oh man, yeah. I would oh, watch this God. on YouTube as well. Start a web series. Let's do it. Um, yeah, so. <laughs> She uh, she tries to kind of make up a name for the S, uh, and it gets cut off. Huh? It's a funny joke, right? Um, it's like she's <laughs> Superman. Do you think is that that's what she was gonna say? Yeah. I hope not. I hope that she was like Supreme Human Male, and then it cut her off, and they were like, "Oh, thank God," because that would have been a way longer movie title. I wanted it. To I wish something crazy. Yeah. I wish there was a cut of this where, like, when it cuts off, it starts to sing the Mary Poppins song. Like, that needs to be a thing. Which the one? what? Which... Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Oh, yeah. Do you I like that, Mark? he would just good. be like, you know, why did I come to save you? There needs like... Someone needs to cut that up and put that in there. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't want anyone to do that. <laughs> I do. Please? Um, I'll pay for it. What other names could she come up with? I don't know. Super I'm not going to pay for that. Super dude? Super would maybe super she, be the word? Maybe she wasn't even about to say yeah. that. Maybe she was going to say, supper time is soon. Yeah. <laughs> maybe yeah. she was hungry. She was just going to be like... She was just thinking about whether it was supper or lunchtime. She's like, <laughs> supper? Supper. So we going to go out or something? <laughs> uh, you need to buy me dinner before you get anywhere across <laughs> this table, sir. <laughs> Super cute. Oh, that's a better super one. Super biceps. Yeah. Super yes. bicep man. Super <laughs> bicep man. Not tricep man. Not deltoid man. Bicep man. All his other muscles are gone except for the biceps. It's just <laughs> the biceps. I am only biceps. It's like Popeye. Oh, god. It's like Popeye. Yes. There you go. <laughs> Olive Lois Lane. That was There's something there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There was something there. Um, I think she just said Superman. I think she was gonna yeah. say it. I don't know. I, think so I don't too. know why. 
I don't know why they cut that out, really. I guess just to make the joke. But I kind of, I, I wasn't, I didn't hate it when I saw it. Like, I mean, it was just like a, oh, oh, she almost said it. Like that kind of thing. But I don't well, know Well, you have why. to hold out. It's When you say a title of a movie in the movie, it hits this satisfying point. And, you know, you kind of want to say that. You want to work the audience up to finally hear it because no one's called him it yet. We all know what we're watching. Even the name of it isn't Superman. It's Man of Steel. So it's, yeah. you don't get that Superman you don't get it until spoilers the end of the movie when the <laughs> little nervous uh war guy yeah, the, says it the telephone guy yeah <laughs> yeah he said it and it was so like like offhand it was like oh superman oh that's what they're calling him it's like oh okay like, am i am i supposed to be the one telling everybody hey by the way I, I i'm on the phone everybody else is calling him superman yeah, yeah. i didn't make it up sir <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I liked it. I, I always just like that that play, you know, just give the audience just a little bit. Yeah, I yeah. like it. We'll figure it out. Or maybe they were making a point to say that he's not Superman yet in this film. I like it. Even though, they, even though they're not calling him that, like, he is only the Man of Steel. He's just, he's not perfect yet. He's not there yet. He's he not Superman. He hasn't done Superman. anything super yet. Honestly, you're right. This is a good theory. Nothing super yeah. has yeah. happened. So he's just Man of Steel at this point. Yeah. Um. So they cut that there to be like, oh, don't call him Superman. He's not. He's not Superman yet. He hasn't earned it. Um. And so that's why they do that. Um. But it cuts out because we get reintroduced to, uh, three of the I guess faces of America. It's Emil Hamilton, uh, Nathan Hardy, and uh, Colonel Swanick, right? Mm-hmm. Swan, Lieutenant General. Swan, is there an A in there? Swanwick? No, I just keep forgetting the, the rank. General Swanwick. General there you go. Swanwick. There you go. Uh, so, yeah, we get introduced, uh, reintroduced. reintroduced to Emil Hamilton, uh, which, you know, Clark knows he can read the ID in his breast pocket, who, along with the half-eaten roll of wintergreen lifesavers. I Good don't know choice. If that's, Good choice. I, <laughs> I guess that's product placement in, like, a weird way. Yeah. Or is it not? I or don't know. It's, it's winter... just that specific. Because how many people do you know that keep a roll of wintergreen lifesavers in their pocket? I literally, I don't know anyone that holds tubes of lifesavers anymore. If someone's going to get the wintergreen lifesavers, they get that big old bag. Is that, a, <laughs> is that a half-eaten roll of wintergreen lifesavers in your pocket? Or are you just happy to see me? <laughs> oh. I'm just happy oh, to see you. <laughs> <laughs> and it's good. a whole roll yeah. shut up it's a whole roll <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man oh that was that was even better um but yeah it's like the specifics out of that um i don't know or do you think do you think he's allowed to have more stuff in his pocket it's like is he just allowed to have the mints did they confiscate everything else what does he have he didn't have a wallet he had an id badge he didn't have a wallet yeah if you told him how much money was in his wallet yeah that'd be cool then it'd be like some david blaine shit yeah whoa maybe we should take lois lane out and call david blaine in here it's like the the one thing he noted was the one thing that he could call him a nerd about (laughs) lifesavers yeah i was like he could have like i guess he could have named something else or like done something and it's like he's like shut up i have gingivitis leave me alone yeah it's like I also see that half-eaten roll of wintergreen lifesavers, you nerd. It's like, oh. Why, why would? Why should you be embarrassed about that, though? It's almost like he's like, oh, 
like oh god he he know my secrets <laughs> out like they know i they I, know i have mints oh geez i try to i'm, I'm conscious of my breath oh man <laughs> It's such a weird thing to point out um, when I feel like he could have said anything else. And I, I guess it is just, it's just him being passive aggressive, which, yeah. again, goes to the whole confidence thing. And it's like, yeah, just a just a rude dude Superman, you know? Yeah. So he could have told but, him his underwear too, Fruit of the Loom, Boxer Briefs. Yeah, he could have done anything. He could have, uh, I don't know, maybe uh, detailed the watch that he might have been wearing or something like that. Or, yeah. I don't know. But it's interesting, and I guess it, it works to prove that, hey, I can see you through that wall with all those guards standing by and, and people and whatnot. Um, and uh, so Emil Hamilton is, is very uh, concerned of this, you know, we don't know where you've been. We don't know, like, what kind of pathogens you might be carrying. They're really good, uh, uh, I guess, uh, pre-measures that they're taking to, because, like, we have to assume kind of like a, a world, uh, war of the worlds kind of thing. Like we don't know what you're bringing. Uh, so, but you know, he says, I've been here 33 years. I haven't, uh, affected anyone yet or something like that. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, so that that's you know we, of that. Yeah. I like that line. Oh, so I know we, we just moved past those lifesavers, but I'm still thinking about them where it's weird to say a half eaten roll of wintergreen lifesavers. For some reason, you don't think of those are breath mints. So you don't think of as eating them. So like that sentence sounds weird to me too. Now that I'm thinking about it, where instead of it's like a, <laughs> a ha- it should have just been like a half a roll of winter green lifesavers or a half gone roll, but half eaten, it it has a weird punch to it. That sassy punch, it's half eaten. Like half i also think he was gonna say just roll and end half, there's a half eaten roll in your pocket that'd be great if it was a biscuit or something it's like you have a roll on <laughs> your half eaten piece of bread in your pocket you weirdo but that the fact that it's a half eaten roll of wintergreen lifesavers it sounds odd maybe he just like know. eats them in two halves like he just takes the whole roll takes one giant bite and like pulls it yeah oh. not even pulls like it, just like, just like <laughs> yeah and just like eats it and then puts it in his pocket. He's like, all right, I'll do that for later. And he does like that whole, let me chew him up and then go into the bathroom and turn the lights on and my mouth is glowing. Kind of yeah. Thing. Maybe that's oh, what, yeah, that's, you know what I'm talking man. about? Yep. What a nerd. Was that wintergreen? Or, it is wintergreen. I think that's yep. wintergreen. I yeah. You can do that. Damn. Yep. You didn't you, know that you didn't do that in science class? And Emil's a that's scientist. That's probably what they were doing. That's probably sense. what he was doing. <laughs> okay. Was, next time you get there, shut just, yourself in a yeah. closet and do it with a mirror. Yeah. It's so weird. It's like he was just like doing, like he just watched a YouTube video of someone doing it. And he's like, I got to go. Yo, I got to try this. And then this. they're like, yo, Emil, you got to be here for this like uh, interrogation. He's like, oh, okay, on my way. Yeah. What are you doing in the utility closet? <laughs> <laughs> and he spoke to the lifesavers as he put him back in his pocket. He'll be like, I'll deal with you later. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I wouldn't make fun of anyone if it was a half eaten roll of bread, though. Going back to what you said, I'd be like, all right, cool. It, I like bread too. It's hungry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There was a buffet. They had breadsticks. You knew you wanted an extra one later. You knew someone wasn't going to want breadsticks. So maybe you just took an extra one with you. When I was yeah. a kid and I worked in an Italian restaurant, they would, you know, we'd give out rolls and stuff like that. And I'd be in the back, you know, washing dishes and such. And I would, like, never have time to eat. So I remember, like, when they would, like, br- you know, bring the rolls out or whatever. I'd always sneak one and put it in my pocket. And yeah. Then, like, 
go to the bathroom and eat it real quick and then come back. <laughs> Very embarrassing, but but I understand uh, the importance you know, of garlic bread. I understand the importance of keeping rolls in your pocket. Quote rolls in the pocket. <laughs> there you go. You uh, and yeah, Hamilton, a lot in common. Oh yeah. Uh, he says, uh, "What well, he says? I've been here 33 years. I haven't affected anyone. Is this the first time we're hearing the 33 years thing? Like, this is when we get to know about this? Um, I don't think they've mentioned his age before. No, no, I, I don't think so. Not in this movie. But yeah, it's that whole prime Jesus age. Yeah, oh, on a perfect day. This uh, this day of uh, what is this holiday called again? Uh, Easter Sunday. Easter Sunday. What is that? <laughs> I don't know. I don't me. either." Something um, about rabbits. Something and about hiding eggs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Any last words, Jesus? Hide the eggs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, yeah. So yeah, this uh, this is not a coincidence. You would say it's this is uh, intentional to have him this age. Me, absolutely. Um, I mean, it was always a, a comparison in books that he was this messianic figure that resembled jesus christ in you know more ways than none i guess um but yeah it's a it definitely has been set that he is 33 that perfect superman age that we're supposed to call back to you know he's in his prime it's not like he was because if he was any younger or anything we would still think like he's not superman yet like what is he doing he's still Superboy or, mm-hmm. or what have you so I, so I when know. i'm 33 i should have my life together is that probably but <laughs> oh gosh don't 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 ask me about that because i'm not going to be anywhere close to that <laughs> fair enough <laughs> oh man no yeah i think it's i think it's well yeah we know it's intentional and i i guess you know there's no really debating it like that's done for a reason mm-hmm. um because um and I, I don't know if i don't know if zach is is big on on like jesus christ like himself like personally like he's into that or if he just wants superman to be this world's like messianic figure you know yeah like i don't know if he's he's doing this because he's really into jesus christ or is he really doing this because he's into superman and he wants superman to be seen like people would see jesus christ does that make sense yeah well i mean there's always been a lot of comparisons between superman and jesus christ and it just it it fits, you know, going back to just Superman lore. So it's it's not surprising that they would throw this into this movie. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, I mean it it just fits naturally. It just it seems like um like a modern day hero, like where like not even just Jesus Christ but like Hercules and, and stuff like that. Like yeah. like those mythological heroes. Um someone's gonna destroy me for calling him a mythological figure um, <laughs> whatever um <laughs> but yeah I, I mean i believe that so sorry <laughs> no um for everyone that came to destroy you for that six more will defend you oh cool perfect <laughs> um that's uh oh i totally didn't i forgot to ask you nate uh the s going back totally forgot to touch on this okay um did it always stand for hope was it always no like like i said that that came about in birthright you know, which was just, mm-hmm. you know, a few and Mark years Wade, ago. Right? Yeah, and um, it was, it was really driven home in that book, 
with I believe the intentions of it being prominent in this movie. Um, I mean, I want to say they were writing that mo- that story along the same time Snyder was working with DC well, didn't, about this. Didn't Birthright come out in the early 2000s? Yeah. And this was 2013, uh, t- so it's 10 years? Two, yeah, two, that one, yeah, 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 okay, so yeah. Yeah, I'm I mean, I like the Birthright. Birthright was one, yeah. one of uh, one of my favorite ones, favorite Superman series that I'd read in a while when I when I read that and I liked that they made the the S stand for hope which mm-hmm. I always stood for Superman in my eyes when I saw that I was like that's right like it kind of, it's cool to bring something from where he's from in to what he has or what he has going on with his suit because he's not from earth yeah from yeah exactly it's really cool yeah. but I was really glad when they brought that in for the movie, especially because of how much I liked the Birthright series. Mm-hmm. It's only a 12-issue and, comic. Uh, it's really short and fun to read if any of you are interested. Yeah. Any I of think, you listeners. <laughs> I think a lot of people recommend both that one and then for like a more more mature, like evolved Superman, then they always recommend All-Star Superman. So I guess those mm-hmm. are yeah. like a great back-to-back, I guess you could recommend... Then, yeah yeah why not um, like if you want yeah. like kind of like a a whole story like you would read birthright to get the origin and then right yeah why and not then, and then also yeah. superman <laughs> to kind of like cap it off um i i think like um so if it's if birthright was written in the early 2000s if it was kind of around the same time as superman returns maybe I don't know if Mark Wade was involved in WB's like, like meetings that they held to like, well, how do we redo Superman, but in a different way after Superman returns it so poorly. I don't know if they were like, let's, let's take birth. Right. And let's go off that. Or like maybe, or maybe like Mark Wade was in the involvement. He was like, yo, you do this book or like, you know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Or, or maybe those talks influence mark wade to do something no i think that. i think he was in that you know i think mark, meetings mark webb was in there oh yeah maybe i'm thinking of mark webb hmm. i don't know i had it written I, down somewhere i'd have to go there, back um, i know like um uh grant morrison was in it was involved in it and and you know some other people were yeah all kind of like huddled in this room of like okay well let's try to like rethink a superman film yeah no uh, mark wade was in it um, mark wade was yeah in it? along with uh morrison Jeff Johns and um, Brad Meltzer, so like they were all they were all there. Cool. So it, it kind of called back. You so, were there, you and know. you were there, and you were there. Oh uh, yeah, Yo, exactly. I was there. <laughs> I was there too. That's a podcast. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's all I got uh, for uh, this one. Do you have anything else, guys? No, I think I'm. I think that's good. Yeah, I was. That's good for me too. Alrighty, cool. Alrighty, guys, we're going to go ahead and wrap up this minute. If you love what you hear, don't forget to leave us a great review on iTunes. We'd love to read those. We love every single review you guys send us. It's such a great thing. Uh, We really enjoy every minute of it. Um, And (laughs) don't forget to check out everything Crystal's got going on over on her side of thing, Fifth Element. Um, And uh, what else do you got going on for you, Crystal? I also have a video game podcast called Unlimited Lives Radio, which is uh, comedy and video game stuff. 
Cool. Awesome. Um, we also have a co- couple other podcasts in case you guys are interested in listening to something that's not DC related. Um, and that is Cellar Dynamics, which is the ultimate encyclopedic compendium of all things Rush. And then we also have Honey Hold My Beer, which is just a podcast where two girls share some craft beers and some of the oddest stories I've ever heard. So yeah, definitely check those out and we'll catch you guys tomorrow here on DC Cinematic Minute.